This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. That has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, good Thursday, everyone. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. It is that time where we talk to Dr. Kelly Victory, which we actually have this week. And, of course, Steve House joining us as well. I always start with you, Dr. Kelly. Ladies first, how are you today? I'm doing great and happy to be back. I was traveling last Thursday, as I recall. Yes, so you were. To join you guys. Well, happy to join you guys today. It's, all, it's okay that you travel. We appreciate all that you do for us on a regular basis. And for those of you who may be tuning in for the very first time, there is an entire page on our website, RushToReason.com, dedicated to Dr. Ve- Dr. Kelly Victory, all of the things that she's done in the past, a lot of the past episodes, all of the past episodes, I should say, are there as well, and we're very indebted to Dr. Kelly. And Steve House, we're indebted to you as well. You're the one that really assembled all of this back in the day. And for those that maybe are again, just joining us for the first time, give us a little bit of your background as well. Besides being Kelly's booking manager, I am uh, <laughs> good one. Good a forty-year healthcare, forty-year healthcare guy. I do a lot of consulting today for hospitals and doctors. Obviously, I was involved in politics in Colorado. Um, I enjoyed Kelly telling the story about how we met on last week's episode. So you'll never know the truth unless you go back and hear it. Um, well, maybe there was some some inflation in the truth in that story, but who cares, right? It was a good story. I appreciate that. All right, let's get started. We've got a lot to talk about, as always. Those of you listening, if you have a question, somebody asked yesterday if both Steve and Dr. Kelly would be on today, and I said yes. So if you guys have questions, please make sure you text me, 307-200-8222. Again, 307-200-8222. I promoed this, and we talked about this a little bit this last week, so I wanted to start with... Turbo cancers. Steve, you sent things initially. Dr. Kelly, first off, explain what are turbo cancers. Well, turbo cancer is really a layman's term for what we are seeing right now clinically, uh, John. And what that is is cancers that have been growing and metastasizing at unprecedented rates. Okay. So we're seeing a number of things. First of all, we're seeing cancers categories of cancers in groups of people and ages of people where we've never seen them previously. For example, advanced colon cancers in 20 and 30 year olds, Hmm. advanced breast cancers in people in their second and third decades, uh, advanced melanomas and lymphomas in age groups where we don't normally see them. Secondly, as I said, we're seeing cancers that are growing very, very quickly and resistant to typical chemotherapy regimens. So what's happening many times is that somebody is coming in, they get a cancer diagnosed. By the time they see the oncologist a week or two later, the tumors have doubled and tripled in size, something that would previously have taken 9, 12, 18 months to happen is happening in a matter of weeks. Uh, And then the third thing I would say is we are seeing people 
who had cancers that had been deemed to be in remission, people who had breast cancer, say, and have been declared, quote, cancer-free for the past 12, 15 years, where all of a sudden not only is the cancer back, but it's back and very aggressively Mm. metastasized. Mm. Wow. Uh, Steve, you're the one that actually sent that out initially and then also sent some images around that. Give us what what you've learned on that as well. Well, and I think it's really important. I had already teed up a question for Kelly um, to talk about um, how the body fights cancer Um, because people need to understand this part, right? I mean, you get a vaccination. We find out that this COVID vaccination through, you know, aluminum, you know, impurities, mRNA, um, it has an effect. And we don't need to get too technical on IgG4 versus one and three, but this particular case, was one of the early ones published by oncology where, you know, a gentleman was discovered to have cancer five months after getting two vaccines. Um, They looked at his cancer. They decided they were going to do chemotherapy right before they did the chemotherapy, though. They wanted to give him a COVID booster. So they did imaging of him. I think in this case it was probably nuclear medicine-based imaging, but they did imaging on him. And eight days after that booster, the cancer had... I don't know, quadrupled, probably more than a 10 times as much cancer eight days later. And the reason why he had that was the, how the body reacts to cancer normally with your immune system, which I think, Kelly, would be worth if you just took a few minutes and explained to people because they'll understand the concept of what this means better. Yeah, and I think we've talked about it in the past, but I think it absolutely is worth explaining again. The first line of defense against cancer is your immune system. The function of the immune system, and people think about it, oh, it's just to fight off viruses or bacteria, but really the immune system's job is to differentiate between that which is self, me, normal, and that which is not self. So that that thing, that's something that's a foreign invader. That foreign invader could be pollen, it could be dust, it could be, you know, cat dander, it could be, uh, you know, something, of a, a certain type of food that you eat. It certainly could be a bacteria or a virus, or it could be an abnormal cell, a cell that is turned cancerous, that is mutated, that is somehow doesn't look quite right. And it's your immune system's job to go in and get and gobble up all of those things, get mm-hmm. rid of them. Mm-hmm. They are their potential foes. So if you've done something to damage your immune system or your immune system isn't functioning properly or at peak performance, then not only are you at higher risk for a bacterial infection or a viral infection or fungal infection, but you also are at risk that your immune system won't recognize an abnormal breast cell or an abnormal prostate cell or an abnormal skin cell and therefore take care of it, wipe it out, before it ever turns into and sort of seeds itself as a cancer. And that's what I fear we are seeing. The T-cell, you know, you've got multiple different levels of your immune system, uh, from the T-cells down to antibodies. And what we know from these vaccines, and it's been proven over and over again, is they suppress the immune response. When we've given the people who've been multiply vaccinated do not mount the immune response that we would expect them to when they are, for example, faced with the COVID virus and the, you know, going forward, which is why people who are multiply vaccinated end up at higher risk for a COVID infection. And that's been proven out again by multiple studies, including a huge one, more than 50,000 people uh, that was published by the Cleveland Clinic. 
we also know that after vaccination, you have an increase in the form in, in the antibody, the immunoglobulin mm-hmm. part of your immune system that is supposed to tell your body to, you know, to ignore certain things. We don't want your body, your immune system to respond to everything or we'd all be sniveling, sneezing, right. you know, wheezing messes because of all the stuff that's in the, in the environment. So you need a little bit of this IgG4 that tells you, oh, ignore that, John, it's just pollen, you know, or ignore that, it's just cat hair. If you get too much of that IgG4, it starts telling your body to ignore things that it shouldn't ignore. As I said, like an abnormal colon cell Mm -hmm. or an abnormal cell that's actually a cancer. And we know we can prove that people who've gotten multiple COVID vaccines have abnormally high levels of IgG4. Their immune systems are giving them the message, ignore things that they shouldn't be ignoring. Okay, let's do this. We've got good place for a break. We'll come back and get into that more. Several of you are already texting. Continue to do so. 307-200-8222. Again, 307-200-8222. We'll come right back. Affordable interest mortgages next, of course. Kurt Rogers, give him a call with any mortgage question you have. 720-895-0500. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take aim. Affordable interest mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Home of the original Asset Manager Loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to nine hundred a month, have access to your equity for thirty years. Call seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred now. We listen and promise to do our best for you. Take aim, affordable interest mortgage. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Over twenty years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. All right, if you're looking for a like-minded doctor, similar to what we're doing right now on air, call Dr. Scott Faulkner today and make an appointment, 303-663-6990. Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. All right. See if solar is the right fit for you. Alan Davis can explain how that works for you specifically and your home as well. Give them a call today, 303-378-7537. Alan Davis knows that you value your energy independence. 
He also knows you would want your own personal power production facility if you could. That can happen today with solar panels and a battery system if you need it from Level Engineering. There is great pride in ownership and knowing that no one else can cut off your electricity and keep you from achieving complete energy freedom. KLZ listeners have taken these brave steps working with Alan. The typical benefits include no increase ever in your power bill, no additional bill due to the smart meter the power company has installed, and great savings on your power bill, usually only about 65 to 75% of the amount you were going to pay the power company. Most everyone who now has solar is thrilled that they got it, just like some of our KLZ listeners. They love the freedom from the power company it gives them, and they loved the huge tax credit, too. Call Alan Davis for a no-obligation quote. Call 303-378-7537. That's 303-378-7537. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Dr. Kelly Victory with us, Steve House as well. Okay, so Dr. Kelly, I'll start with you and... This, I know, is on a lot of folks' mind, those that either have been vaxxed or maybe have not been. But cancer is one of those things that, in a lot of ways, affects all of us, whether it's directly or through a you know, family member or somebody that we're only a few steps away from. It's something that I think, especially as we get older, is on a lot of individuals' minds in light of that. And it does, and I understand that there's a big factor here whether you've been vaxxed, boosted, not vaxxed. When it comes to cancer, though, and I go, this is something I cover a lot on my Wednesday, you know, health and wellness edition that we do for the first hour. But are there things folks can do to either get screened more often? Are there things they should be doing to try to fend this off? Or if you're vaxxed and it starts, is there anything you can do? And I know that's a big question for you. It is a big question. And to be clear, John, um, obviously we are seeing, ter- and there, it is ir- irrefutable that we are seeing uh, a significant increase in cancers and cancers of these abnormal types right. um, if following the vaccine program. Right. That said, you know, people got cancer before these vaccines. True. And people will get cancer after. And it is unfortunately, you know, part of the process of aging, as you said, and, uh, you know, cells do mutate in response to all kinds of things and typically environmental factors. There's a lot you can do to decrease your risk of cancer. Uh, it starts with the most basic things, which also enhance your immune system. Number one, uh, body weight. There's no question that obesity and increased body fat increases your risk of cancer. Uh, things like, uh, you know, certainly smoking, exposure to, to environmental toxins, not getting enough sleep, not getting regular exercise, um, you know, there's drinking, believe it or not, alcohol in moderate doses is actually protective against almost every cancer. So if you don't have a reason why you, you can't drink or shouldn't drink, and that may be religious or medical or right. otherwise, right. Then, then drinking in moderation actually decreases the risk of many cancers. Uh, eating a healthy diet, we eat a diet mm-hmm. largely far too high in sugar and in simple carbohydrates, and there's no question that abnormal cells feed off of that sugar. So lots of things you can do. What I wouldn't suggest is that just because you're vaccinated and we're talking about these cancers, that you all of a sudden, you know, sort of panic and think, oh, my God, I need to get, you know, a whole body CAT scan every six months to make sure there's not some cancer lurking. I think it just means 
paying attention and doing those things that you do not be remiss in getting your routine mammogram, your screening colonoscopy on time, your skin cancer uh, checks every, you know, every year with your dermatologist. Those things are critically important. Okay. So, and by the way, I think that's a, that's a big thing that you just said a moment ago, because there are folks out there that I'm sure are listening that either it's because of, you know, family history or they just have more of a tendency they're more prone to do worrying and things along those lines and then you know we talk about all these things and and you're right there was cancer prior to uh this mrna treatment that i know we call it vaccines but you know there there was cancer before that yes this is accelerating things in a lot of ways and by the way things that you and steve both predicted here on this program many 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 months ago years ago actually that this this would be happening and i i hate to say both of you were correct because i really didn't want you to be correct, but you very much are. And I think you gave great advice on, you know, there's really, if you've done that, it's done, it's over with. We've had those conversations before. There's nothing you can do to reverse what's already been done. Everything you just gave as pointers are the things people need to be focused on and not worry at the same time, which I know is hard to do for folks. Exactly, because we know, I'll tell you right now, chronic stress is a huge driver of, of cancer uh, and it's something that uh, many of us, I certainly struggle with managing uh, stress levels and getting enough sleep and those sorts of things with my schedule. Uh, and so that's something that everyone needs to really own on their, you know, and take control of, including things, as I said, like diet and exercise. Um, short of that, there's, you don't do yourself any good by sitting there fretting uh, over right. the decisions that you've made. If Correct. you did get vaccinated uh, or boosted, my strong suggestion is that people do not take any more of these. I right. think these shots should right. have been removed from the market uh, months and months ago. And, uh, you know, we know that they're cumulative. So if you got two shots, don't get three. If yep. you got three, don't get four, you know, and so on. Steve, you're in the admin end of this and really see a lot of this from that end of things. Dr. Kelly's on the ground actually, you know, dealing with patients and things that way. You're on completely the other end of this to where you're seeing things from more of the, you know, admin end of things, the cost sides of things and so on. And you stay up on this. You know, you read a ton of sort of like me, you know, used to be in the automotive industry a lot. I was a technician for a very long time. Doesn't mean I've gotten away from it. I still read all sorts of things and publications and so on. When it comes to the automotive world, I still coach in that world. So I'm still very much involved, even though I'm not an owner nor turn a wrench anymore. You're very much the same way when it comes to the medical end of things. Yeah, although I, I honestly spend a lot of time in clinical spaces, too. I mean, I talk to doctors all the time. Um, you know, part of what went on with this whole oncology turbo cancer thing has been um, a, a depletion or a shortage almost of chemotherapy drugs. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I talked to I talked to two hospital execs the other day, um, one a chief nursing officer and the other a chief information officer. And I asked him about cancer in the hospital. And he said, oh, the numbers are way up. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, just about everybody around here is having trouble getting you know, everything they want and the timeliness they wanted in chemotherapy drugs. So, you know, it's happening. I mean, we see it out there. Uh, I think we're going to see more and more of it. I'm a little concerned about, you know, being light on chemotherapy drugs because, frankly, you know, part of the treatment for cancer clearly involves that. Although, as Kelly said, you know, there's some things now with, you know, what we see in these turbo cancers where chemo doesn't even help. Mm. Um, People just go through the process really quickly. And we talked last week about, Eight glioblastomas being diagnosed at one large hospital in the Northeast U.S. Mm. in one week, with the youngest being eight and the oldest wow. being 52. Those are the things that are shocking. Wow. 
you know, and what's going on. I mean, healthcare is a system. I don't think it can sustain itself if you have this many um, injuries as a result of what's going on. I mean, there's injuries going on around the world, but there's certainly our share of them here, too. No, and, and really quick, before I go back to Dr. Kelly, Steve, that's something that we've all three talked about. You and I really probably more in depth, even on some of the weeks that Dr. Kelly's not able to join us. And that's just the entire healthcare system, what it can handle, and the fact that, you know, we just heard an ad a moment ago for Dr. Scott Faulkner, who is not in the insurance in that system end of things. He's completely, you know, void of that for various, you know, for obvious reasons, various reasons, by the way. The point that that I've got, Steve, is, and we've talked about this many times in the past, if you were somebody, you know, you've got the ability right now to give folks advice when it comes to this, you know, what, what should they be looking at when it comes to medical care, doctors, and so on? I mean, who should they be looking for for that kind of care, or do they just do it as they always have? And, you know, if they're with Kaiser, and there's 75,000 of them on strike right now, but if they're with Kaiser, do you stay that way, or do you look for alternatives? What do you do now? Well, I mean, I, I think, and this is something, and Kelly can certainly react to this, that, you know, doctors, when patients walk into your office, and they know a bunch. You know, maybe they don't know it all in context, but they've spent a fair amount of time on Google and, you know, they've looked up conditions and issues with vaccines and things like that. They come in, they can be difficult because, you know, you may actually not be as up to date as some patients are. You know, I mean, think about it. You know, a doctor's yeah. got to look at everything. Yeah, we we, we find in that body. in the auto industry all the time, Steve, where, right. you know, with what I did with a lot of the specialties we had going on, sometimes the customer would walk in and had done all sorts of research and, frankly, had way more time to do that research than we actually did. And it was always a delicate situation. We handled it very well, and I'm guessing doctors do the same thing. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a problem for me because I research everything. When I walk into my doctor's office and say, look, I think I've got a problem with my mm-hmm. intake manifold, they go, um, I don't think it's an intake manifold. Oh, that's right. I shouldn't be looking at my car. I should be looking at my body. Um, Good one. But, but honestly, John, honestly, John, I think as a patient, you know, especially at our age, I mean, you got to look at stuff. You got to you got to do your own yeah, research agree. on what's going on. You got to present it in the right way. I think doctors are going to struggle around that. But I, I don't know that I would be looking for new doctors. I would just be looking for doctors and making sure my doctor was as current as possible and was open to the idea of discussing possibilities with me because I have done the research. If they're yeah. close-minded and say, look, don't come back without a vaccine. Well, you know, just I thank you. You took the words out of my mouth. I would say with the exception of if you've got a doctor that's just flat-out <laughs> mandating you go down that path, yeah, I'd be looking for a different provider. No question about it. I mean, I think you people have to realize that there's a lot of options in medicine. Evidence-based medicine, which is supposed to be developed for virtually anything you would do in medicine, is only used 50% of the time. Because it's you, you got to have access to what that means, and even doctors who are working their butts off—I mean, the, the intensity of being a primary care or internal medicine physician, let alone a specialist these days—is really bad on your time. They don't have time to do all the reading. We yeah. need to be up to date ourselves. Dr. Kelly, I want you to add to all of that of what we just talked about as well. Yeah, unfortunately, and I, I just spoke about this entire um, topic at a conference up at Spokane, Washington, uh, in, in Medical Freedom Conference, uh, that was all healthcare professionals who are getting out of the system. Uh, the problem with the system as it exists today is that 80 plus percent of all physicians are employees. They are employees either of large hospital groups, of large physician groups, or of insurance companies. And therefore, they fundamentally do not make medical decisions. They have algorithms. They have protocols. 
and it is very difficult for a physician to even, you know, step away from that protocol, whatever it is, whether it's the chemotherapy protocol they're going to recommend, the vaccination schedule they're going to recommend, they don't think for themselves. They don't have the ability to, in the electronic medical record, make sure that they don't, because it's, it's essentially a group of, you know, drop-down boxes, and you pick the ones that are presented to you as the physician. Uh, you are hard-pressed to say, no, I disagree with this, and I'm going to suggest a different protocol. So the problem, from my perspective, is I think patients do need to say, I want true informed consent, doctor, which means you're suggesting this. What are my other options? What are the, what, what it would likely happen if I did nothing at all? What are other protocols that I should be considering? Uh, if you're being given one prescription for what you should do, whether it's, you know, vaccinating your kids or one chemotherapy regimen or one option for whatever it is, you should be asking your doctor, what are the other options and what would happen if I did nothing at all? That is the definition of informed consent. And unfortunately, your people are not getting that in mm. medicine right now. And I think there is going to be a parallel system that develops. Mm -hmm. I was really yep. encouraged to see the number of people who are saying, I'm not going to take it. They're doing what, you know, the doctor you yep. advertise. Dr. Scott, yeah, you know, saying, yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore because the yep. only way you can really be a thinking independent physician now is to go out on your yep. own and say, yeah, that's I'm right. not doing what Kaiser that's right. says to do. That's right. You know? that's, well, that, that's why Dr. Scott is actually doing and has the practice that he has. He's very much got a similar story to you other than the fact that he was completely fired. Uh, at a hospital for prescribing ivermectin to a patient outside of his particular hospital chain. It was completely done on his own time and basically got fired over that. He shares that story right here on air. So, Dr. Kelly, you're 100% you're right, and this is exactly why Scott's doing what he's doing right now. You're spot on. No, I, I, and I've met many, many people. I was encouraged, not only physicians, but nurses, nurse practitioners, pharmacists, who are saying, the heck with it. I won't take your insurance. I won't take Medicare fine. I, if, if I don't, you know, you are, you essentially work for whoever pays yeah, you. That's and right. if you are a physician and you are getting paid by Aetna or Anthem or Blue Cross or Medicare, you work for them, right. whether you want to acknowledge it or not. And therefore you, you end up having to do what they tell you to do or not to do. Uh, and that is not yeah. in the patient's best interest. And patients need to understand that. All right. I got, and, and hey, Steve, go ahead, Steve, go ahead. Finish up. Go ahead. Uh, uh, Kelly, Kelly, you weren't on last week, but one of the things we found was there was a story published about a high-level ICU nurse who was feeding information to Pierre Corey, who mentioned that they couldn't get staff inside the hospital to donate blood because they considered their blood vaccinated and contaminated. So, you know, when yeah. you start going down that path, I mean, you're just talking about you know, people are taking it into their own hands for yep. sure, yep. but that's a pretty drastic step because when you need blood in a hospital, the staff usually jumps forward and gives blood. But if you, you can't get the staff, if that's what they believe, I mean, that's going to have an impact. Yep. Yep. A absolutely. We are seeing this kind of thing all over the place. I think that co this began to be very clear. Uh, this started way, way before COVID. This has been a long downward spiral in healthcare for decades. Uh, and certainly, you know, we saw it with Obamacare, had very little to do with the individual. It was right. all about right. regression right. to the mean, making sure that we all had the exact same thing, uh, you know, no deviation, electronic medical records. You know, somebody made a heck of a lot of money on electronic medical records, and I defy you to find a doctor out there who thinks it actually enhanced productivity or streamlined things. 
it, you know, electronic medical records are fundamentally a billing template that happened to capture a little bit of clinical information. Mm. That's all it is. This mm. has been going on a long time. COVID drug it into the sunlight. Mm -hmm. COVID all of a sudden made your average, you know, uh, American understand how fundamentally flawed and broken the system is. And really, that's I, I'm thinking that that's going to be a good thing because people are hopefully going to wake up and start asking different questions of their healthcare provider. Yeah, and good for them. All right, Steve, you also talked about uh, false narratives. You sent a text message to Dr. Kelly and I here mm -hmm. just of late. It, go through those three things you sent us, if you would. So this is via Peter McCullough, who a lot of people know. But Peter yep. said, look, there's three, there's the third, he called it the third narrative. And, you know, these are, these are the explanations for the decisions being made regarding COVID. And he said the first narrative was COVID is unassailable, meaning that it is absolutely real and you can die from it. So listen to what we say when we tell you to lock down, wear a mask. Um, ultimately, secondly, the second narrative was the vaccine is a savior. It's the mm -hmm. angel that's going to save right. us all. So take the vaccine. Otherwise, you're not even being a good citizen, which turned out to be not true in terms right. of the value of it. But the third narrative, and this is the one that is just starting to pop up all over the place, and that is all of those crazy things like turbo cancers, neurodegenerative diseases, the other stuff like Bell's palsy and Guillaume Bear, all of that stuff is caused by COVID itself. Mm. not a vaccine mm. so the third narrative according to peter is people are now trying to protect the vaccine and protect their reputation probably protect themselves from liability by saying that no 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 no, those cancers that yep. you're talking about those yep. aren't caused by vaccine those are people who had covid and that's one of the covid things that happens okay so question for you and then dr kelly you can follow up as well do you think we'll ever 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 get the truth when it comes to all these things, because by the way, I, I you know I read a lot of things on a daily basis, talk about things here, and the reality is, Steve, you're exactly right. You know, they just continue to switch the narrative to fit whatever they want people to hear, and then believe in what they're hearing. And you're right; they're now going to blame a lot of the things that we talked about earlier with, you know, with, with these this turbo cancers and all sorts of other things. They're now starting to just blame on COVID itself, and I just I want to laugh out loud because it's just so ludicrous. But that's the direction that they're headed. Oh, yeah, you ask, are we ever going to get the truth? The answer is we already know the truth. Good There's point. no question about Good what point. the truth really is. Good I mean, point. You saw, you see manipulation of studies. The CDC manipulated the devil out of a whole bunch of studies to promote masking and the fact that it was effective. We saw this week a study come out showing that hydroxychloroquine reduces the mortality of COVID, even though they, they you know, demonized hydroxychloroquine early on. We know what the truth is. The question is, will anyone ever pay for lying about it? Will anyone ever apologize appropriately to physicians like Dr. Kelly and others for, you know, making them into demons for what they told the truth about? I don't think the answer is yes. I think that they'll never do that. They will continue to find a fourth narrative, a fifth narrative, something, because to admit the truth, John, would be, you know, I mean, we, we lost, you know, several thousand people in this horrible thing that happened in Israel and Gaza, right, right. you know, from the terrorist action. Right. This is 160,000 deaths at a minimum in the United States yeah, huge. already from a vaccine that they knew right. going in. They weren't telling us the truth. So I, we know the truth. I just don't know that we'll ever get action on it. Dr. Kelly, your thoughts? Yeah, uh, tragically, I, I agree with Steve with regard to that we will know there will be no accountability. The truth is out there. I had I not hour-long one-on-one conversation with Peter McCullough yesterday uh, about 
the issue, this, this myth that COVID is just as likely, if not more likely, to cause myocarditis than the vaccines. That has been put to rest if you actually are willing to read the studies. We have study after study showing that there was no increased risk of pericarditis or myocarditis from COVID and a huge increased risk from the vaccines. Now, on top of it, we just found out this week that the FDA mandated that Moderna run three different studies looking at subacute, subclinical, meaning asymptomatic myocarditis in the vac- in vaccinated patients. They did that study. They have turned the results of that study over to the FDA. The FDA refuses, however, to release it. They refuse to release the, the results of the study. What did Moderna find out about the risk of getting subclinical myocarditis from their shot? They are saying that we have to file a FOIA request. Now, why do you think the FDA is refusing to release that data? Yeah. I promise you, yep. if it showed no risk or if it, if it reflected well yep. on Moderna's shot, it would be all over the front page. Right. But it's not, just like they tried to deep six Pfizer's uh, data for mm-hmm. 75 years. The yep. other thing that I learned from Dr. McCullough yesterday, fascinating, had not heard this before, he said that there were marketing executives from Pfizer and Moderna working within the CDC. Oh, geez. Okay? With it, during the pandemic, Moderna and Pfizer had marketing people working within the agency of the CDC. If that does not define the wow. word corrupt, yep. I don't know what does. But wow. unfortunately, uh, because of social media and because the left uh, owns the narrative that comes out of the mainstream media, I have to agree with Steve that I think ultimately accountability uh, and contrition are nowhere to be found. I don't think that will happen. All right. Great uh, segue. We'll come back. I've got more to cover. Text messages coming in as well. 307-200-8222. High Five Plumbing is next, folks. Again, I've had them working on some things for me over this past week or so at, at a commercial building. Of ours, and they just do a fantastic job. In fact, I was talking to one of the, the tenants there today, and they were asking about High Five and just was very impressed with the way they handled things there. So, High Five Plumbing, 877 We High Five. You're a go getter who's looking for a new challenge with a company that values people, and High Five has you covered. High Five Plumbing is growing, and they have an immediate need for administrative, finance, and marketing staff members at their corporate office in Golden, Colorado. Take a look inside High Five's gorgeous new headquarters and you'll see a company who takes care of its people with generous pay, benefits, and perks. High Five's leaders, Cassie and Levi, know that if they take care of their employees, then their employees will take care of their customers. And that's why they offer full medical, dental, and vision to employees and their families, as well as flexible schedules and plenty of paid time off. High Five hosts corporate events, sports outings, and other events because they truly value their work family and the culture that they have built at High Five Plumbing. And High Five also has you covered with t-shirts, jackets, hats, and more with High Five gear that Cassie and Levi give to their employees as a thank you. So come join the winning team at High Five Plumbing by going to klzradio.com plumbing and let them know that you're interested. All right, Al Smith, Golden Eagle Financial. If you don't have a financial plan, he'll help you come up with one. And if you have one, he'll revise it and look at it and check it, or revise it as needed after he checks it. KLZRadio.com. 
Managing your retirement portfolio to avoid risk and maximize returns is difficult. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will help you navigate it. He can streamline the complexity in your plan so it's clearer and easier to understand. He has powerful tools to ensure that you don't outlive your assets, fall victim to volatility, or make questionable market moves. Al knows that the opposite of having a purpose in retirement is having anxiety, and he turns your anxiety into confidence and thoughtfully walking through your retirement plan step by step. He helps you build a roadmap of your assets as you inch toward retirement, keeping surprises minimized and returns maximized. Al will help you to avoid wrong turns, guiding you to financial preparedness to match your plans. Contact Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial for a no-strings consultation and learn how he can help you create a stress-free retirement by going to klzradio.com money. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. All right, Pops Garage Doors, if you've got a garage door issue, they've got the solution, and they're there to make sure that you're back on track, pardon the pun. Pops Garage Doors, find them at klzradio.com. With Pops Garage Door expert installation and warranty, you can rest assured that your LiftMaster garage door will last up to 20 years. Pops offers the highest quality, longest-lasting LiftMaster garage doors with three times the warranty of the big box store because they know you don't want to replace your garage door every seven years. Pops Garage Door takes pride in offering you the same price as these other stores because they trust the durability and life of a LiftMaster to far exceed any of the other garage doors. Doors, and they deal directly with the LiftMaster manufacturer to simplify the process for you. Pops is able to honor the product warranty when they provide LiftMaster doors because LiftMaster stands behind their product. Pops also offers you an additional two-year labor warranty so you can be confident you made the right choice. Get high-quality, long-lasting garage door installations with Pops Garage Door. Go to klzradio.com slash garage. That's klzradio.com slash garage. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing where every call ends with a high five. All right, we are back, and I appreciate you all listening. Dr. Kelly Victory with us, Steve House. Our last segment will go a little long now, so we've got some time to do that. And I think, uh, think uh, Dr. Kelly, I'll start with you because you've had some of this you know, kind of firsthand experience. Steve, you can chime in. And I've had a couple of different people now. We had a phone call that came in, and I've actually just got a question that came in as well. So it's interesting that we spurred some thought along the lines of – what do people do in the job place when certain things are happening that they may not agree with? We talked about Dr. Scott earlier, who basically was fired for prescribing ivermectin. That's probably an extreme case. But there's other situations where you may not agree with what's going on with this, you know, your particular company's stance on the LGBTQ plus end of things or where they stand on this issue or that issue. And maybe they're very public about one thing, but then you have a question of, well, okay, why don't we celebrate, you know, white males, by the way, we celebrate everything else out there. Why don't we celebrate that? So Dr. Kelly in the workplace, and, you know, you're familiar with what I'm talking about. How do people, and I'm one that thinks we've got to start as employees, start pushing back against some of these things. And how do we do that in a way that benefits us at the end of the day? 
100%. I think people have got to do it respectfully, John, but the reality is this. You have a First Amendment, and you certainly have a sovereign right to have your own opinion. Uh, we have taken virtue signaling has become, you know, a, a religion. It has become uh, people are zealots now, and they're so, everyone is so afraid to be called a phobe, homophobe, xenophobe, transphobe, dysphobe, you know, whatever it is that they are afraid to speak their minds. And it starts, you know, way before the workplace. It starts in the school system. Mm -hmm. I just had a conversation today with a father whose child is being sent to the principal because he was asked to write a paper about why gay people are are, uh, discriminated against. Mm. And this kid's uh, Mm -hmm. stance is that they're not discriminated against. Right. Uh, But he's not even allowed to have that opinion or to express that opinion and to make that argument. That is not what school is supposed to do. Furthermore, workplaces aren't supposed to do that. So I think that people have got to say, I respectfully disagree. I don't feel, you know, I I don't hate anybody. I don't discriminate against people. And I'm not going to be labeled as somebody who's a racist or a transphobe or something else phobe because I don't happen to agree with this person's lifestyle or their personal choices. That is my right. You don't have to agree with my lifestyle choices, and I don't have to agree with yours. We can agree to work together for the benefit of this company or for whatever job we are doing, but I am entitled to my own opinion. And I think people have got to start speaking up. If Agreed. we don't, if we don't, we are, we are, we're past the edge on the slippery slope. I agree. If people yep. don't start speaking up and pushing back, God help us. 100%. Steve, what do you want to add to that? No, I, th- I mean, I think she's right. I mean, the biggest problem right now is we have to rise up. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not forecasting a revolution, but... No, but, with, but to her point, Steve, we've got to start speaking up as, you know, everything from just regular citizens to employees, employers even. I mean, on down the line, we've got to start pushing back against some of this nonsense. Yeah. I mean, parents, I mean, look at Joe Rogan was talking about his five-year-old in California being made into an anti-racist. Yeah. And he said, you know, it's not, it's not enough just to figure out that you're not racist, but now you've got to become an anti-racist and you're five years old. I mean, if people don't push back, I Agreed. mean... There's just no way it's ever going to change. It's going to continue to be great until we don't have anything at all. I mean, freedom is only another, valuable if you actually exercise it. Agree. Another thing I was going to say is that what we are seeing at the hands of whoever these fact checkers are and the powers that be, it is we have got to push back through the legal system mm-hmm. at these infringements on First Amendment. Right. Uh, I right. just learned that uh, Peter, Peter McCullough and John uh, Leake's fabulous book, uh, the courage to to survive COVID, um, which has been in print for eighteen months, was just banned from Amazon. Hmm. Amazon just kicked; it will not sell the their book, um, the, the courage to face COVID, after eighteen months because they said it has objectionable content. Okay, this is written by one of the you know, the world's yep. premier cardiologists. Right. What objectionable content? They won't say. You can buy a copy of Mein Kampf on Amazon. Hmm. Okay, but you can't buy this book on COVID written by a you know a preeminent uh, expert in cardiology. This is we have essentially electronic book burning. Yeah, we, that Good is point. to that level where we're saying. We are going to control what you can say, and we have got to push back on this. Yep, I agree. Okay, so that leads into another 
conversation, which my old co-host, Dan Muir, and you know Dan very well, Steve, he asked, with everything we've talked about, how are we supposed to trust any of the institutions out there to tell us the truth? And I, I get what we just talked about with pushing back and all of that. Maybe that would change the tide. But until that starts to change, Steve, you know, how do we find, you know, how, how do we regain faith in these institutions or do we ever? Well, that's a great question. And this came up this week. In another form, you may not realize there was a conversation where Hillary Clinton talked about certain aspects of the population yep. needed to be reaped. Yep, I saw. I played and it yesterday, why, actually. The reason why they're saying that is, in fact, exactly what your question is, which is, if a population of people does not believe in the government that they secure to to help them manage their lives then, you know, you really don't have a government. And if we stop believing in a government, we don't really have a government. And so the left, certainly, and, and I think you can blame a few people on the right as well, they just haven't figured out that they still work for us. It isn't, it, it's not supposed to be a country club, and they're not supposed to try to hide information. I mean, Peter's book gets banned, or the book Kelly's talking about gets banned, because the person that, that calls it controversial is the person who says, you're not doing what I'm telling you to do. Yep. You're not believing what I'm telling you to believe. That's right. There is no way. Somebody asked me yesterday, the day before, somebody I trust who said, you know what, do you think it can stop? Do you think we can ever get back to that point? I'm not, I'm not a pessimist. But when you go from government arguing over something to people believing deeply in a divided nation set of corporate, I mean, the left and the right really don't like each other. Um, I, you know, I'm not a I'm not a pure Bobby Kennedy fan, but the one thing I will say about him is he's gotten Republicans like us to at least listen to him. Yeah. So you know, maybe it's possible. But my gosh, the country's so divided now. You, how do you turn 337 million people around? Well, I'm not sure. And I, I stated this yesterday. I wanted to get you guys' opinion while you're here today. And I was doing this on the fly yesterday during the show. And bear with me because I know it's not exactly the same, although I think it's eerily the same. And I wrote some things in my notes yesterday on air and had a conversation with the listener about how are the Dems, how's the left, much like Hamas. Here's what I came up with. They believe in killing the unborn. By the way, Hamas believes in killing anyone that doesn't agree with them. They believe in mutilating young children in the name of transgenderism. They believe in euthanasia for the elderly. They believe in total control of society and the people that live in it, much to what you said a moment ago, Steve. They believe in their own politics so much and none other that you can't even have a conversation about it. So tell me, guys, how are the Democrats any different than Hamas? Well, it's, I'll tell you, what's interesting is um, I didn't go down to that granular level. I could tell you right now, it is laughable the people who are saying, you know, I stand with Palestine or I stand with Hamas, right? When you're thinking, especially when it comes to uh, the LGBTQ, you know what I'm saying? Go over that. Let me tell yeah, you, if you, yeah, were, if right. you were part of the acronym, That's uh, right. it is my strong suggestion to you, do not go and visit one of those countries. That's right. Because they would sooner behead you and throw you off the roof. Um, so I'm glad that you stand with them or you think that you do, but you might want to do a little bit of reading. Yep. People are so uninformed about yep. what's actually going on. Right. And uh, Ben Shapiro, whether you love him or hate him, um, actually in response to the atrocity that happened in Israel, posted uh, a lot of absolutely horrific video. And he said, I don't want to show this. 
that I think people need to understand. It is too, it is too easy just to talk about, quote, terrorism uh, or a beheading. When you actually see them doing it, when you see them take a spade shovel and yep. cut the head off of a child, and this is what he showed. He, this is real footage. It was absolutely horrific. It was nauseating. But when you understand exactly what's going on, I think you'd be hard-pressed to say, I stand yep. with them. Yep. Great point. Steve, your thoughts? So, yeah, you know, I mean, Kelly, you mentioned Mein Kampf earlier. You know, if you look at this, right, I mean, the difference between what's happening now and what happened with Hitler is Hitler's team and Joseph Goebbels and Mengele and all those guys, they did horrific things to Jewish people um, in concentration yep. camps, but they didn't go out and broadcast it to the world. True. They didn't put it on TV. They didn't do that. True. When you go down this path where you're cutting babies' heads off and, you know, doing those kind of things, I mean, you know, it is absolutely horrific. It is not human to think about what happened in that experience. Um, and supporting, obviously supporting Israel, who was attacked, is a very simple decision. I should be for most people. You know, supporting the other side, even with a justification that Palestine itself is the country of Israel and Palestinians have the right to occupy the country, that doesn't give you the right to shoot people or cut their heads off or, you know, torture them or rape them or all the things that they did. I mean, I don't know why we've lost that sort of moral line in the sand, but that's part of why we're having such great problems. Yep. And and again, I... I know that it might be a stretch for me to say what I said a moment ago, although if you look at the hardcore belief system that's there, how they look at free speech in this country, how they look at our Second Amendment, how they look at basically anything that disagrees with them, really, guys, I have a hard time uh, not making the comparison I made yesterday and I made again today, and I know some of them would be offended at that and say, oh, no, no, we're, we're not like Hamas. We're not going to go cut babies' heads off with shovels. Well, you'll cut them off in the womb all the way up to the day of delivery. How is that any different, Dr. Kelly? No, it, it is right. It is a, a, a callous look at the at the value of life. It is saying that that you truly have the ability to do things as a group. It's the mob mentality, right. or believing that you that you can that the sanctity of life has fallen down on the totem pole where yep. it should be the absolute tip of the uh, you know of the pyramid. That's right. Uh, life above all else. I mean, I, and as a physician, I, I find it so objectionable that we have gone down this road. There's a callousness. We've seen it, though. Again, this has gone on for decades. We have made kids immune to it. We have violence in television shows and movies and in video games that really make people absolutely immune to the horrors that are going on, blowing things up. It's a game. It's all a game. Uh, you know, the, we treat hate kids from the time that they're you know, old enough to use a computer game and start teaching them to blow things up and kill people and shoot them as if it's not, you know, means nothing. Yep. And it, it really, we have now yep. ended up with a society yep. that does not value life That's right. the way that it should. That's right. Hey, John. Right. I'll, hey, John. I'll give you the last word. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I mean, you know, people ask me, you know, what, what's the sign that, you know, things are deteriorating to the point where it's really out of control? And I said, yeah, you know, what happened with, you know, the Gaza, Hamas, and the terrorist attack is one thing. But what really worries me is when I go to the gun range these days, I find soccer moms who mm. just bought their second AR-15. Mm. Who, you know, soccer moms are all about voting and electing the right people, but now they're looking at yeah. protecting their families. People are so worried Good point. that they're buying an assault rifle to protect their family, Good point. and that worries me a lot. 
Uh, guys, always so much to talk about. We'll head back into this again next week. Dr. Kelly Victory, thank you again so much for what you do. We are very indebted to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me and for making your platform available. You're very Tommy. welcome. We appreciate it. You're very welcome. Dr. Kelly, thanks. Steve as well, thanks for setting this up initially as well. Uh, you're the man. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. And I, I held back on calling you a dodge phobia or dodge phobic. Um, when we were talking about phobias, so I just won't let the world know how much you are. You you are biased. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Steve. Appreciate you very much. Have a great rest of your evening, and love those two dearly. Uh, Very indebted to both of them. Veteran Windows and Doors is next. 35% off and free labor. Call them today. Find them at klzradio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors owner Dave Bancroft doesn't want you to fall victim to sheep mentality buying and useless gimmicks. That's why Dave stresses the importance of educating you about the right windows and doors for your home. Veteran Windows and Doors is committed to meeting or exceeding the energy code and rating of windows based on where you live in Colorado. They follow stricter energy codes than are required to benefit you, the homeowner. Veteran does this because windows and doors with the highest energy codes and ratings will save you money, minimize your carbon footprint, and keep your home energy efficient longer by reducing the amount of time your heating or air conditioning runs. Don't fall for the heat lamp gimmicks the other windows and door companies use with salesmen who can't even explain the energy code or qualify the rating on their products. Custom build your perfect windows and doors today with Veteran by going to klzradio.com window. Canar Home Transitions, two realtors for the price of one. Find them at klzradio.com. Worried about your parents living in that house as they get older? So now you really need Catherine and Robin of K&R Home Transitions by your side. Cat and Robin are passionate about helping adult children and their parents as they both had to painfully go through the process with their own parents. Cat and Robin can assist you as much or as little as you need. And they will partner with you to sell the house for the highest price possible in the shortest time. Whether it's estate sales, open houses, cleaning and decluttering, photos and marketing, probate and paperwork, or transitioning to living in a multi-generational home, that's way too much work for one person. Kat and Robin are senior real estate specialists, certified living in place professionals, chartered advisors for senior living and certified home stagers among their many certifications visit klzradio.com home to see their work and schedule a no strings attached free consultation with cat and robin all right the weather is changing it's colder outside a lot of you probably clicked on that furnace if you have any issues at all or you just want a tune-up there's 50 dollars off right now cub creek heating and air conditioning find them at klzradio.com Becoming a member of Cub Creek Heating and AC saves you money and helps ensure your maintenance is done on time. Proper servicing means your furnace and AC will last longer and run 50% more efficiently, reducing your AC or heating bill and preventing costly repairs to an overburdened system. Becoming a member of Cub Creek also means you save 10% on service and you'll enjoy priority scheduling. As we approach winter, appointments can pile up. But as a member, you'll move to the front of the line and avoid wait lists. Cub Creek's membership makes it easy because they'll notify you and schedule the maintenance for you. This is the best way to catch problems early. The biggest benefit to being a member comes when there's an HVAC emergency. Cub Creek will already know what equipment you have and can get it working again much faster. Have peace of mind year-round by contacting the Ream Certified Pro Partners at Cub Creek Heating and AC at klzradio.com slash HVAC. 
It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. All right, yesterday's impossible question of the day. If you have a fear of daliophobia, I hope I said that correctly. It's a really long word. That's the answer. You'll see that today on the website. Today's question of the day, what is Barbie's, the doll's, full name? Answer that on the Rush to Reason com website. And again, I appreciate Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House joining us. And yes, for all of you maybe listening for the first time today, you can go find all the all the information you want about Dr. Kelly, especially on our website, RushToReason.com. There's an entire page there dedicated to her. And again, all of the episodes, we've got all of those cataloged and archived, and uh, we've got access to those. So if there's anything that you want specifically, Producer Ann does a really great job of taking the topics of each day and categorizing those where you can go back and find those and then send those on to somebody else that you may find benefits from what we talk about here each and every Thursday. And we're very indebted to both Steve and Dr. Kelly for doing that. So we'll be back, though. Hour number two is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.